Welcome to this Perceptive Readers Podcast. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Welcome to this Apples and Oranges Perceptive Readers, everybody. I'm James Lynch. This Apples and Oranges may be split up over two or three uh, podcasts. In other words, I'm going to make the whole um time now or this whole episode now, which will most likely uh, last uh, 30 minutes or so. Uh, But then I'll just split it up because remember, I wanted the apples and oranges uh, series to still uh, be within uh, 10 minutes if I can, you see. Uh, But the subject that I want to uh, talk about today is still dealing with more on what I referenced uh, on public declaration, okay? Um, But before I I get totally to that, I want to uh, share uh, what I uh, try to uh, accomplish, if you will, uh, like uh, over the years and why I do what I do. And that brings me to the first point, because, you know, sometimes you'll hear people and they have their different reasons why uh, they say uh, it is not uh, your responsibility to do this or your responsibility to do that. Uh, Some will even say uh, it's not your responsibility to uh, save nobody except but yourself. Okay. And two statements like that, you know me, I always, uh, in one sense, say uh, to each his own, basically, unless it really does affect something on a foundational level. You see, even when it um, comes to that statement about you're not responsible for saving, you know, anybody uh, except, but, you know, yourself. And I would just respectfully say I beg to differ. And this is not just based on uh, my opinion. It is based on uh, what I've read uh, from the good book. And as I told you before, that's where the problem um, comes in at times with ideologies and even with administrators who should be administrators and who just uh, do not have the uh, qualifications to actually uh, manage people and take care of people. Uh, there must be a side of empathy uh, to them that still will allow the person uh, uh, to thrive, if you will, uh, without any uh, coercion or heavy handedness um, from administrators, you know, to stop them from doing otherwise. Uh, For example, the same thing with the, uh, uh, the saving. I'll just, instead of using a good book example, which will come, uh, I'll just mention something that you hear and see every day in your life. And one of those things have to be, could you say that to someone who happens to be a medic? Uh, could you say that to someone who happens to be a peace officer or police person, you see, or a fireman? 
See, all those types of occupations basically says I will attempt to the utmost of my ability to save whoever is in need of help, you see. And they've done it time and time again, uh, you know, throughout their lives and on their shifts. Uh, they have done that. And so you can see it depends on, see, apples and oranges. What is your occupation? What is your responsibility? What is your job? So sometimes uh, these uh, persons can say, you know, you're not responsible for saving anybody except but yourself. Well, it depends on who you're talking to, you see. And so then that's when, you know, in the apples and oranges, you go into the other context and you will find if a person is just really um, starting off uh they're just getting their bearings and and you know uh firm footing on the ground no you you just wouldn't expect for a person to be able to you know maybe help somebody else because uh they just still trying to get their own oxygen mass securely fitted and if that's what they have decided for their life at this time again should anyone be telling them otherwise uh, that uh, they're not, um, you know, doing enough or this and that, you see? These different scenarios I just gave you, when you are an administrator over all these different roles and occupations and jobs, see, you have to realize that. Um, you have to realize and, you know, I keep emphasizing the apples and oranges, the differences between these different occupations and what people are doing uh, so that you can look in one situation and say, you know, uh, this person over here is really just doing all they can and <laughs> this is what they just decided to do, whether, you know, we feel they could do a little bit more or not, but that's their choice. So we'll just leave them alone. We'll let, you know, God once again reveal this to this person or that. And then you have a position over here that may be, let's say, a peace officer or something of that nature. And you know, it's like, hey, uh, you didn't get this far already and take and taking upon yourself this type of responsibility uh, that uh, we know for sure uh, or you know for sure that you're capable of uh, doing this and you even have the desire uh, uh, to do it. And, and you've already proven it many, many times before. So, hey, uh, this is what you're just going to uh, do if you would um, accept this or accept that. Okay. Now, uh, getting back now, you know, we just talked about, uh, whether someone, you know, to use the expression, uh, may try to help another person or even more or, or not. This gets back into, you know, sharing with you why I've done some of the, uh, uh, you know, smaller videos. Uh, that I used to do in the beginning over the years, uh, we're talking about these, uh, introspective, uh, 
uh, spirituality uh, topics. And uh, they were, again, really just meant uh, originally for just a small, you know, um, group of persons. Um, and that's just the way that, you know, uh, I do things, you see, um, for a variety of reasons. And I'll tell you what uh, some of those uh, reasons are right now. For example, uh, some of the passages that I'm going to read on this apples and oranges happen to deal with the book of Revelation. Now, see, when it comes to the book of Revelation, it's just like uh, drinking coffee to use a, a little illustration in this way. You know, when you are a child, uh, all you, <laughs> when someone gives you a cup of coffee or your parent, you know, if they let you drink coffee, oh, you just load that down with sugar like I don't know what. Uh, but then as you get older, you become an adult. You, as I said uh, before, uh, you can just drink it straight up, dark roast, savoring the flavor of no sugar at all. And that's the way the book of Revelation is in one sense, as illustration. Uh, you go from, hey, uh, I just like that first verse where Jesus said, happy is the one that reads, you know, the words in these books. <laughs> and, and, you know, these words is in this row. Uh, uh, you know, just glad to hear that part. But then the more mature uh, statements that Jesus ended up making, I mean, from prophesying to talking about the anguish of the nations and the sea. Uh, see, there's more mixed in there than just um, happy thoughts, but actually serious environments and situations that would be facing the earth so they can be more of like the mature uh, um, taste that you're getting the mature uh, drink and once you've you know read the good book uh, enough times and gotten some understanding that's why you can see some people uh, they'll read the book of revelation all the time every year and just just enjoy it while others would be like they're hiding under the bed, you see. But <laughs> so you can see how people can really uh, uh, have a change. And another way of looking at the Book of Revelation as well is, you know, as a child, uh, again, you may want to just hear uh, or taste the sweet stuff. You see, where Jesus talk about happy this and how your tears are going to be wiped away and you, you won't cry anymore. And that's why, you know, I always say in the end of all matters, everything's going to work out that uh, you, you're glad to hear those things. And yet the book of Revelation is still a full banquet. So you actually have some items on there that, you know, uh, remind me of the cartoon of a Popeye uh, that one of the effects that that, cartoon head on children at that young age was to get them to be able to eat that eat spinach because a lot of children just don't like spinach or didn't like it back then i'm sure it's it's the same with when you're young and yet look at this and i can tell you um even for myself i love spinach oh my goodness don't get me started uh, but the thing about it is for many Children, when they're young, 
they can't stand the taste at all. And yet they become adults. What happens? Then they love it. So the book of Revelation, this is another illustration. It's a full banquet. So you have other types of vegetables that are just good for you to make you strong, um, build your immune system as you will, uh, against this world, uh, the way that the pressures hit at times. And, uh, you have other items, even, um, the meat that requires, you know, uh, a, a full grown, full mouth, uh, strong teeth canines to be able to, you know, um, bite deeply into it and enjoy it that way. And as you know, uh, babies, you just couldn't give certain things uh, from the banquet table to them, spiritually speaking and respectfully speaking. But that's, that's the way it is. So with that, uh, thought in mind, revelation, like I said, I'm going to read something from there a little bit later. Uh, the other reason, uh, along with why, you know, I shared these matters with you is, oh, you know, it's also, um, something that Jesus said his followers would do. You see, they, he said they would do it. They would, uh, preach, they would, uh, teach about the very things that's written in the Bible, uh, to others. And, uh, along with that, see, this gets even more, uh, um, personal as well. You see, um, another thought is, is that, um, it's a way of thinking, uh, that people say, uh, some have said, uh, you're where you are right now in your life because of your decisions or because of the way um, that you uh, think. And so if you do not have an abundance of money or what have you, uh, it's, you know, some are just depending on what mode they're in. Some are just say, oh, it's your fault or it's your mindset or you need to change this or that. And uh, again, I see where they're coming from. And then for some persons that would apply, but see when we're talking apples and oranges here. So for some persons, that type of advice or counsel will apply. And then for some persons, it don't. It just doesn't. And these are the ones over the years, even though I would talk to anybody, but these are the ones who I have a tendency to focus more in on. Because in my experience, I I know and I've seen figuratively and literally certain things happen that I am going to read right now to you uh, that happened right in the book of Genesis to go to show that you can have the right mindset and doing everything just so that even God loves you like I don't know what. And guess what? Still not be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor and your prosperity. You see? What examples I'm talking about? 
Well, first, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of Abel? You see, Abel was Adam and Eve's son. And, you know, if you read that account in Genesis, you know, it's in the first few chapters after the creation of the universe or the earth, uh, specifically um, describing it and things of that nature, that here it is, Abel, even at his parents, uh, fell out of grace, if you will, with God. He realized that it would take another uh, perfect uh, being to, you know, restore what his parents had lost. And so he already just started, you know, uh, getting the right mindset uh, that it would require some type of sacrifice. Not to say that he knew everything uh, about God's outworking of his purpose because he didn't, but he knew enough that he did what he could, you see, and he was offering up, uh, you know, the best of his flock uh, to God. And God was well pleased with them so much. He was very pleased with them. And yet he had a brother named Cain uh, that uh, had an uh, envious spirit and heart in him. So here God was showing, see, a blessing favor upon Abel. So, you know, that was much prosperity for Abel's personality and his mindset and everything. While Cain, he had to warn him saying, you know, that that envious nature is in your heart. And will you get the control of it? Because if you don't, you're going to do something messed up, you see. Um, and so in this account, you know, if you look at Genesis uh, chapter three in uh, Genesis chapter four, God even had mentioned that sin was crouching at Cain's door. And he was saying, will you get the mastery over that envious heart, that devious heart that you got right now? See, God knew what Cain was thinking. However, see, here's the thought. Did Abel know what Cain was thinking? Well, here it is. Let me uh, turn to what happened in verse in Genesis chapter four, verse eight. It says, after that, Cain said to his brother, Abel, see, after already getting the warning from God, but then Cain said to his brother, Abel, let us go over into the field. So while they were in the field, Cain assaulted his brother, Abel and killed him. You see? Now, do you think that if Abel knew Cain was going to kill him, he would have went? <laughs> That's just a thought. So this goes to show you right here that you can be doing everything just right, even have the favor of God. But look, these things happen to you in life. These things happen. And the other thought that goes through my mind is, 
since God expressed how much favor you see that he had for Abel, I want to emphasize again, you can see from Abel's actions <laughs> and then with God expressing favor to you too, you know he had the right man mindset. You know it. Just the same way that God had made clear that Cain had the wrong mindset. You see? So Abel had the right mindset and still uh, uh, look what happened to him through his brother uh, Cain. See? Was that Abel's fault? No, it wasn't. So let's now get back into uh, what I was sharing with you on different persons. I have a tendency to uh, have an empathetic heart towards um, at times. As I said, again, we have empathy for all of humankind. But remember, depending on people who uh, uh, just male with your personality, so to speak, at times, you know, you know that y'all understand one another on a lot of uh, situations, uh, maybe more than other persons, just as different as Cain and Abel, not to say these different ones have envious spirits. No, I'm just saying you can have two entirely different mindsets and it doesn't mean one of them is murderous or not. It just means two entirely different mindsets apples and oranges okay and so uh, with that uh, thought in mind the same way Abel was not aware that Cain was going to kill him you see it's the same way as situations people get into today that talks about in Romans chapter 10 you know Romans chapter 10 and this is verse 1 where the apostle Paul has spoke about brothers the good will of my heart for them are indeed for their salvation for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God but not according to accurate knowledge you see and so this spreads out from more than just, you know, the people of that time, the the synagogues or uh, even other, you know, Gentiles or, or what have you that was, you know, groping and searching around, so to speak, to really know the truth and the will of God. And so they just did certain uh, things that was not in harmony with what God wanted them to do. Uh, all, and Paul just said, you know, they have a zeal, but it's certainly not according to accurate knowledge. They don't have the accurate knowledge. And so what happens? You see, there are different mindsets that come about because of not having accurate knowledge. Um, there are actually Many now different faiths, if you will, denominations or what have you that have a totally different mindset. And so the only agreement that they have again is like what Paul mentions. He said, a zeal for God. So they say, yeah, we know there's a God in heaven. Uh, but then 
when it comes to what is acceptable to God, what he wants for the earth, what he wants for his people, you know, it's a totally different mindset. You see, mindset, oh, everybody's going to heaven. Then, oh, no, nobody's going to heaven. Or, or then there's another mindset. Oh, the earth is going to be, you know, wiped away. Literally, God. And then there's another mindset. No, it's not. And so we find the accurate knowledge and the accurate mindset by looking right in God's word to find out exactly what is going to be done for the earth. And see, and that's why I'm talking about Revelation, where I, it shows exactly the result of uh, when I say the end of all matters, everything is going to be okay. And so as I'm about to go and read the chapter that I'm telling you about, keep in mind, as I said before, it's like, it's like coffee. Uh, there's going to be some um, verses in there that you're like, oh, I like that. And then there are going to be some other verses that you, you, you might say, uh, <laughs> is there any more sugar to put in the coffee? Or you might be, uh, uh, I think I'm just, go uh, can we go back to the salad table? But no, it's all in the same chapter. It's all in the same context of what's happening. Uh, you also have some symbolic language going on. But for the most part, even in the descriptive symbolic uh, type speaking that's going on, you can see the whole um, outcome, the, the whole development of what's going on during the, uh, this certain time period, okay? And it's also going to reveal to you again that God is directly, you know, intervening and will intervene. So you know how I'd say sometimes, oh, he, he is going uh, to save you, you see? Um, and remember, that's a totally different mindset from what other person's and what we would call lion people uh, at times have different. And so before I tell you this chapter, let me just go to another orange, if you will, to complete the thought, because I use the expression about lion people. One thing that I have learned, you know, over the years is these different personalities and mindsets they are needed. And one reason, because they're supposed to help temper one another. We're supposed to help temper one in, in love, you see, to help a person see when it's time. Like, you know, I use the example as administrators. You see, you got some people, uh, really their mindset, their creativeness, their whole personality, everything about them is just a total delicate flower uh, and that's what they're supposed to be. God made them that way because persons like that would just beautify this earth on a level that is just astronomical. Wow, you have other persons of a different mindset and you know I said the lions that you know they might say boy I can't even draw a straight line. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yet that same person though 
could lift up a wagon, <laughs> could lift up a horse, if you will, or direct a whole team of horses to what? Actually plow out the spot, if you will, for the person who is nothing but a flower to continue to go through beautifying the land. You see, so you can have this lion-like person with the leadership skills, etc. And but you know, this is why I emphasize though that as administrators, then if this person has this lion-like mindset, they would also have to realize, look, <laughs> what I expect of myself and what I do that, where, you know, I got these rock-like muscles, so you speak, mentally and things of that nature, no way in the world am I to expect this from that flower uh, person over there. And they're made up in a different way. See, and just like that flower person has their strengths in an area that the lion-like mindset just doesn't have, as those two still work together, they temper one another, you see. They still sharpen and enhance one another's personalities in, you know, a variety of ways, and yet there are certain distinctive qualities of each of their personalities where it's like, no, they're not, they're not meant to change, you see. Um, because just like in God's new world, you're not going to have all the animals end up turning into, uh, <laughs> you know, a different animal sort all together just won't be happening, you see. Uh, there's just different qualities, different traits, different animals made up in different ways. It's the same way with humans. We have different personalities. So with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and read this uh, coffee from the uh, sugary. It's not that much sugar, <laughs> you know, uh, in Revelation chapter 20. Uh, to uh, the straight up black dock roast coffee in the banquet of all the immune system builders and everything else uh, spiritually. And as I said before, I'm not going to explain everything in here. It's just uh, really one section I want to point out to you. All right. But in Revelation chapter 20, and I'm just reading this from the New World Translation. It says, and I saw an angel coming down out of heaven with the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. He sees the dragon, the original serpent, who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. See, this is literally going to happen. Remember, I uh, said this in a telegram perceptive readers at moment within within the past a week or so, I'll make sure I post it on the podcast. I already did it, but I, I may have to, you know, bring it out so you'll remember what I'm talking about. But remember, I told you the forces that control this earth and Jesus mentioned it when he was on the earth where he called Satan the ruler of this world, you see. And remember, I told you that God has to intervene because we cannot, you see, uh, fight spirit creatures 
in a physical way. It's all coming from our mental and spirit and our heart to resist the machinations. But we do not have any, uh, you know, power at all to all of a sudden go into that realm and just start, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, fighting the same way that the spirit body angel and Jesus can do it. You see, uh, they have the same type of body and also they fight on another level. And I told you for this earth to really clear up, then the devil has to be locked away. And this is what this is describing that uh, the new earth, the way it's going to be by God's way, the devil is going to be out of the way. He, he will not be able to interfere uh, with mankind's uh, decisions and thought processes and things of that nature. Uh, the people who right now uh, feel, you know, they're locked in with his entity from this way or that way. It's a subject that I could go further off on because remember, I always try to really let you know that there's still even hope for you, even though I know there's a, a persons around you at times that say, no, you, you know what you did here and, and how you made this decision there and this and that. That's, this is the reason why I went to Cain and Abel at first to, uh, you know, open everything up to go to show you that there are some people right now who have become, uh, bound, if you will, um, with this, um, mean spirit ruler of the, of this system of things, hateful spirit ruler of this system of things. And for everything that they've been told and experienced, there is no longer any hope for them to uh, break free. Well, the first thing I'm going to let you know is this. This is, this is getting into the apples and oranges. You see the same way Abel, who we know had the right mindset, was just, again, led to a place <laughs> And look what his brother Cain did to him. Where well, there are persons who have been bound, if you will, by this, uh, again, mean, more hateful, people would use the term murderous, the spirit creature, to be in the state that they are in. You see, they, there are many who had a mindset um, like Abel, uh, but had a lack of knowledge, like Paul talked about in Romans chapter 10, it was in the court of accurate knowledge. And so they just made decisions through their life that it wasn't based on accurate knowledge. And guess what? This mean spirit creature and his minions exploited it. And so then what? You ended up in the state that you didn't plan on being in 
the same way Abel ended up in the state that he certainly didn't plan on being in and had God's favor. And so that's what I want to let you know. God knows how you ended up where you are right now. You know what your original thoughts were. You know what your original intent for. Now, does this mean that every one of your thoughts were perfect? Oh, come on. <laughs> As I said before, I don't think there's too many Job's walking this earth anymore. <laughs> I mean, some of them, I imagine. But the, but the whole point is, humans still, along with that, make mistakes as well. And that's why I always appreciate what, you know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter seven, where he said, you know, do not be judging, you see, and you won't be judged. And so what's uh, so sad sometimes that I've seen is the very people who still have the good sense to know what's going on, but realize they're in this tied up bound situation, if you will, that the very person who holds their contract to use uh, that example, you know, figuratively, or you may say literally, but holds that contract is the very person that then make you do things just to hurt yourself while they are able to take the high ground, if you will, to make it seem like they're telling you what to do is right. And they're telling you, you need to do this and do that. But then behind closed doors, they're controlling, you know, different decisions and things that make you turn out, you know, to do the very things that in public they're telling you not to do. See, that's what exploitation is on one level as well. It's still taking advantage of your situation. So, but with that being said, since God knows all and knows what's going on and seeing all and know how different persons have gotten these situations, once he bounds Satan, see, he, he won't be able to exploit those different contracts anymore. It, it won't be allowed, you see. Now, in um, verse four, it says, and I saw thrones and those who sat on them were given authority to judge. Yes, I saw the souls of those executed for the witness they gave about Jesus and for speaking about God and those who had not worshipped the wild beast or its image and had not received the mark on their forehead and on their hand. And they came to life and ruled as kings with Christ for a thousand years. See, this is the scripture that I was talking about. Did you notice where they talk about here that these people were speaking about God and that they also did not worship the wild beast or its image? And they did not receive the mark on their forehead and their hand. And they came to life and ruled as kings. See, now, now think about this. Uh, you know, uh, I've heard already this year alone uh, quite a bit uh, people talking about the mark of the beast. And they have pointed out different physical 
uh, <laughs> even medicinal, <laughs> uh, you know, um, items to say, hey, see, that's the mark of the beast or what have you. Now, all I'm going to do is share, I, I'm, I'm going to try not to go too deep into this, but this is where I, you know, I talk about where Paul was saying accurate knowledge. You heard me say again, talking about uh, public declaration. Okay. See, public declaration, receiving God's mark, if you will, the, the true God's mark. Let's talk about that first in a sense. Is, uh, I go right back to Romans chapter 10. And in verse uh, 9, notice what it says. Uh, for Romans chapter 10, verse 9. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and exercise faith in your heart that God raised him up from the dead, you will be saved. See, for with the heart, one exercises faith for righteousness, but with the mouth, one makes public declaration for salvation. You see, what you see in these two verses right here can either be used for receiving God's salvation, his approval. If I can use that expression, God's mark of salvation. Remember going to the book of Ezekiel about the secretary and the inkhorn, you know, performing this uh, salvation marking uh, work on who's going to be saved. But uh, I won't go into that right now. But I just wanted to bring that out that, see, this is all in harmony with what has been written in the Bible before about um, God's salvation, him actually looking at each individual. And this gives us the answer in Romans chapter 10 that with the person's heart, they really want, you know, to worship God. They want to be saved by him. And then they even say with their mouth, you know, publicly. Yes, I believe in God and I want to be in that new world, you know, in God's kingdom. I want to be a subject of it, you see, a citizen, if you will. So you see what all that involves it involves your mind, heart, soul, and action, if you will, that goes to show you're for God. Now, if you go back over to Revelation chapter 4, this, this goes to show that it's not just because somebody places a brand on you. It's not because somebody uh, does something by Catching a chip or whatever you, you know what I'm talking about in this day and age or what have you uh, because again that is what that is forced coercion so to speak or what have you in some cases that's why you know you heard me talk about things on a medical level of the conscience and things of that nature uh, you know a person can try to trick you try to leave you not aware as as Paul talked about not according to accurate knowledge. See, some people try to uh, leave you in ignorance so that you cannot make an informed decision. 
you know, um, some persons will say a logical decision. The reason why I keep emphasizing informed, because again, you can get all the information in the world with the way that they want to relate it to you. And you still can't come to a logical conclusion. And it's not because you're dumb and it's not because you're stupid. It's again, the way they're relating it to you and see, and that brings me up to another point where, you know, you already heard me talk about contracts and it's a shame the way that, you know, some persons can <laughs> buy a person contract and then have them destroy themselves with, with their contract. But, but again, that's a different story, but it's still in the same context of a apple, if you will, or what I'm talking about right now. And so with that, uh, it, it, give me a second. Give me a second. Cause I really want to make this, uh, clear. Okay. I'm talking about the context. Um, I was talking about, uh, apples, oranges, uh, using, oh my goodness. That thought, now that thought left my mind. You see how I go off in these different areas. I know it's going to uh, come back. Okay. All right. See, all I had to do was just look at the scripture, uh, where it was talking about, uh, the mark again. Um, see, uh, some persons will, uh, at times make it seem like that there is no, uh, hope, you see, uh, that they will also relate that, Hey, the information is out there. Uh, look, Hey, I'm telling you every day or Hey, it's hiding in plain sight. But see, that is the problem. That is the problem. Why I got to be hiding in plain sight? See, that's the way the ruler of this system of things does things. It, it's a, it's still a, a trickery. It's still manipulation. It's still exploitation of persons and their situations. It's like, you know, just tell me what it is. You see, just tell me what the truth is. Just tell me what the fact is. Um, you know, you, you shouldn't have to, you know, God said in Isaiah 5 or Ezekiel 5, I have to look that back up, but he basically was saying, woe to the one who is putting good for bad and bad for good, you see, and uh, light for dark. And it also talks about in Proverbs chapter six, too, about a way of communicating where, you know, a person's mind shouldn't have to keep going upside down when he said, oh, okay, he said up. But he mean down. Uh, he said left, but he really mean right. And that's the way that they relate this hiding in plain sight information. And I'm here to tell you today, I don't care too much for it. You see? And that's why I'm going to give you this a freebie for you. This is why you'll find some persons that all of a sudden everybody else all in on the game and all this double speaking stuff like that. Boom, why, why won't this person do that? Because you're wrong. You're wrong. God said you don't, you don't do the good news in that way. You see, um, force somebody 
to be spoon fed and, and done away unless you once again trying to mess up their minds. So that's why, you know, I told people it, it's not a mindset with what I will do and won't do, you know, on, on, on certain matters. And some people say, I'll just change my mindset. No, I changed my mind. Then what they'll do is start messing with your thinking, your logical thinking processes in other ways. And this is why some of you still listen to me all these years because you know I'm telling you the truth. I ain't got no reason to sit up there and try to mislead you. And that's why, you know, I used to always emphasize about what my creative writing that, you know, I've always made clear, hey, this is a story over here. Good stuff in it. People tell, uh, you know, uh, stories for encouraging their children and stuff all the time. And then, you know, you have some people who don't want you to do it. And, and all that's just said that is, I must be effective then, but I'm going to keep doing, uh, what I do, uh, you know, uh, to this day. And I'm going to give you a, a perfect example of this because it's been on my mind a lot. You know, I've, uh, did podcasts where it's called, uh, one on the beautiful rainbow. Uh, and then, um, another one that has something to do with the sky is blue. Uh, I also talked about some subjects, um, also in 11. Yes, uh, it, it was a commentary on Julie Janisarek, uh, her music. Okay. And I've done, uh, that in time space, but what it goes to emphasize it is, the creative right if you're a writer um and david boyd uh, talked about this too you know you you in some cases uh, try to understand and experience a variety of things so that you can really uh create a good story or at least be able to explain things further to people all right uh but at the same time you know some years ago there's been times, oh, well, the reason why I mentioned all this podcast to go to show how apples and oranges, you can be talking about one thing and it's all good, it's right mindset and everything. And depending on another person's background or what they've experienced for so long, you know, uh, they'll end up taking it in a totally different way and almost like being an uproar about it. And it's like, you know, you got that. And, and, and I'm sorry if you just put it line by line of context by context of what I've been talking about all along, it really goes to show that no, you, you know, <laughs> you, you might need to just go think a little bit more and, and stop trying to, uh, uh, make other person's, uh, uh, mind go somewhere th that it certainly wasn't going. But see, you be around that enough times and then you will even start thinking about things in a way that you didn't. For example, I'm not going to relate the saying right now, so I'm going to figure it out. But there was a saying that my mother used to say all the time. all the, And you know, and I never took it any other way. 
and suffered by the way that she meant it. And she knew the way she meant it as well. I mean, for decades, for decades. And then all of a sudden, I, I, I shared the same thing with uh, the younger generation. And oh my goodness. They just kept taking it a totally different level, some of them. Just kept taking it a totally different way. And so no matter how often, you know, that I would say it from time to time, then, then they'll come back with, with laughing or joking. And then they'll say it in another way. And I'm telling you this for a reason that shows you how this world affects you. So now guess what? I don't even use that expression that was so applicable and really uh, help persons to understand why you shouldn't do certain things, the, you know, the certain people and things of that nature. Uh, but I don't use it unless I'll be around maybe a certain audience, which normally would just be very small, who would understand who I would just have the time to really, you know, uh, develop it even more if I need to. But see, that's the way the world is. That's the, that's the way this world is. So that's why, you know, um, when some person say, you know, where well, it's just hiding in plain sight, the truth isn't plain sight, uh, all the symbolism and all that stuff like, but it's like, no, you know, uh, there's enough going on that we're being bombarded with every day rather than be in the mindset where we got to be paying attention to every little thing, every little sign, every little click or whatever in order to understand what's going on instead of somebody just coming and say, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is this. See, no, you see the scriptures I'm showing you right now? Hey, no, you don't have to say, is that scripture upside down? Is it sideways? Is it, uh-uh, no, I'm just showing you, this is what it says, you see, there you go, there you go, and um, and there's many other ways, like I said, that uh, people said that they uh, um, relate facts to your truth, but they got to always go into all this uh, metaphorical speaking and, and, and things in the nature, and it's like, there's a time for it, and and I've come to appreciate that when it comes to God's word, the Bible, I don't, you know, I don't mess with it in that way. I, I just don't, and I'm thankful to my father uh, who birthed me for it. I'm thankful, uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes people say, uh, well, I didn't get this far without this or that. And then I, and I say, yeah, I didn't get this far without, you know, not only the God in heaven, but what my father taught me as I was growing up. And I'm just trying to relate this to uh, you uh, right now that there are many of you who are capable of continuing to make informed decisions, wise decisions. But it's because of the way it's being related to you and even force fed to you at times when this is the only way you're going to get it, you know. But is this only way 
to get it really helpful for you or is it hurting you? Are you being exploited because of the way that they're doing certain things, you see? And um, that's what, you know, I just share with you. So this public declaration, I'm, I'm coming to a close. There's a, more scriptures I could have shared, but since we're coming up on an hour, I just want to stop because like I told you, I'm going to uh, break this up. Maybe I won't break it up. Maybe I'll just put the whole thing on there. Yeah. And so uh, the public declaration. When it comes to getting the mark of the beast, no, um, persons can say, uh, use trickery and all that other stuff, all that manipulation. But if you really don't know, you really don't know. You see, um, on different things. So you know when it comes to serving God. You're clearly in your heart saying it. You're clearly with your mind saying it. And your actions, you see, and your public declarations uh, that this is what you're going to do. This is what you are doing. And that's the way that this whole thing really is, is functioning, you see. Uh, the way that when God's saving actions and miracles happen in the near future, usually even before then, people will be making public declarations, you know, up until then. And see, and it was a time, you know, time bad. You could see that uh, the ruler of this world at this time used to try to use trickery and enticements to get you to make a public declaration to him uh, um, so to speak and when persons many persons started just saying no you know you have nothing of interest to me so then he now took it to uh, a, a different way of doing things where it's like uh, I'm not going to try to convince you and you anymore I'm just going to once again uh, I'm just going to do this and say you, you got the mark because I because I put this brand on you or this and that. And it's like, mm -mm -mm. it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. And that's what I wanted to make clear to you all from the scriptures. It is not the same thing when someone exploits you and puts you in the same type of situation. And it's just like Cain did to Abel. Abel knew where his mindset was at and knew what he was doing for God. And what did Cain do? You see? Anyway, anyway. Um, just, just know in the rest of this account, it does talk about what God is uh, going you know, to do further to take care of the evilness throughout the earth. But, but I, just, I just want you to know that it always stands. Keep, keep doing the, the best you can. And, and the Bible even says, you see, um, the, the shrewd one basically does not put faith in every word, you see. So, so it, takes it takes a lot of prayer. It takes to knowing your body, you know, and always said that as well to make conscious decisions. And doing the best you can. 
Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality. Mm-hmm.